he gets. What Two Face calls his favorite part of the show. It's part two of our breakdown of Geekstars. And welcome to episode 96, part two of Geekstars. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your just having coffee, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> See how I came in that time? I actually had like a little thing in my head. I'm like, part two, Two-Face. It would probably be his favorite part of the show. Yeah, Three yeah. hours. It'd be always just part two because he's a two thing. Yeah. I, like I'm explaining that to a bunch of geeks. They're going, we know, you fucking tool. Stop trying to love you. Stop trying to hear yourself talk and just get to everything. We want to hear what life, the universe, and everything, what Erica has to be this week. We heard us tease it. It was about t- urban legends. No, I want to know. I need to know. I need to know. I got to know. <laughs> For those people who are out there, you know, who've seen the original Dirty Harry, where he's holding the gun, he's like, oh, I fired six shots or only five. You have to know, do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And the guy drops the, you know, because right at the bank in the beginning, he drops yeah. it down and he starts to walk away. And the guy's like, I got to know. <laughs> he pulls the gun up and points it at him and goes, click. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> so like I said earlier, um, Life the Universe and everything with Erica is about urban legends. Yeah. Where they some of the origins come from, you know. Listen to Vidal. That's right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we'll be back at the end. No, we did releases of the week as well. And also, you did a game review, but... We did that part three. We did? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because Life, the Universe, and Everything with Erica went about 45 minutes to almost an hour. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, let's go take a break. <laughs> That's right. And then we'll come back with releases of the week. <laughs> I got to pay attention to the show more. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then I go on my little tirade about, um, um, what do you call it, Destiny? <laughs> so we'll talk more about that in the beginning of part three, or maybe more in the teaser end of part two. There you go. We'll be back. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Geeks is live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, Tuned In, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And don't forget to like our Facebook page, Geeksters. Yes, or follow us at Twitter at, at Geeksters. Woo, look at us I'm getting fancy, smashing. <laughs> All right, so uh, that time, folks. Really? Yep. Already? Already that time. Oh. This is a great show. See you next week. <laughs> if you like oh, the ending, you're hurt. Oh. Oh, is that the ending? Oh. Yeah. No. Oh. It's oh. time, Ed, for something. There we go. Yeah, I would have figured it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything, with her, <laughs> the broad. You know who I'm talking about. It's time for life, the universe, and everything, with Erica. What will she talk about this week? We don't know, but it's time for... 
And wow. it cuts out. And it cuts out. Wow. <laughs> all right. Wow. All right. Wonder what that happened there. YouTube's like, fuck you. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't know. Hold on. Let's find out now. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Huh. Oh, weird. no. Oh, technical difficulties. What? I wonder if it'll happen to everything else. Let's... Erica, you tell us, uh, well, okay, what is this week's topic? All right, this week, we do not have an actual article, per se. We have a subject matter. Okay. Subject matter. Yes. Okay. Urban legends. Urban legends. Urban legends. All right. All right. <laughs> not the movie. The terrible, terrible movie. All right. Hold on. Oh, advertisement. Stocks. Oh. Sorry. Might be something with the internet because it froze. Froze on you? Uh-oh. Wait. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Oh, no, no. It's just... Uh... It's just old. Yeah. See? Look at buffering issue yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah. So anyway, so I will test this, you know, a minute. Okay. What is the... Okay. So Urban Legends. So what got me thinking about this this week was it was one of those little things on the sidebar when you're reading a main article and it's like oh hey you might also like these articles and okay one okay. of them was urban legends and the the source of them and you know scary stories to make your skin crawl scary stories i don't know if i want to do this one scary stories scared. and i i mean i was reading these on lunch at yeah. work one day and uh I remember reading these stories when I was a kid. If you remember, um, I forget who wrote them, but the Scary Stories books. Uh, R.L. Stein? No, no, no. He did uh, Goosebumps. R.L. Stein. No. There there was a whole nother set of books. Hold on. Let me pull it yeah, up. Yeah, Goosebumps was written by R.L. Stein, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, there was an actual series of books called Scary Stories. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm for like, a second, I thought, I thought at any minute, Abbott and Costello were going to walk in and go, <laughs> I don't know. He's on third. <laughs> Third go. base. Third base. <laughs> okay, so it's the series of books is called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, collected from folklore and retold by Alvin Schwartz, drawings by um, Stephen Gamble. The and the funny thing is, is these books were published by Scholastic, which anybody, <laughs> everybody knows Scholastic. But I look back and I'm like, it is no wonder I am so incredibly fucked up about going to the bathroom in this place now because I read shit like this when I was a kid. I had the whole series. Somewhere I think I still have it. But anyway. Wait, you know what? I think I did too. Yeah, this that series. No, it wasn't it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> nope. Nope, no, wasn't there, it. Well, there were a couple series. of. I, I, there was R.L. Stein. There was this one. There was another one. Fear Street. No, see, I didn't read that one either. I wish I could remember it. I, I might have some laying around the basement. So I'll cut everything. <clears throat> It was like, uh, it was very Twilight Zone-ish, except with horror stories. Hmm. They were like little, like, oh, this week's about a Ouija board. And it was a, like, a, like a little novella. Okay. And then it was a horror story about that one. or like like And then there was like another one about a vampire. But it wasn't like your standard vampire Was it tale. like a serial? It was almost? a series of books, yeah. I couldn't tell you for the life of me. Cause were they, were, they, okay, were they like uh, teen lit type? Like focus, yeah, probably. Okay. I would say they're probably young adult because I mean, well, yeah, that's that's kind of why that's what, yeah, kind of risque. There wasn't a lot, like, okay, well, <laughs> I got herpes from the toilet, <laughs> risque. Um, as a it was really weird for me because, like, as a, as a teenager, I didn't do a lot of like, I didn't read a lot of teen books, yeah, because most of you it were, were dude. 
Well, no, no, no. Well, there was also because there was now you weren't. No, no. Okay, you're kind of right because during the '80s there wasn't a lot of like. I mean, I don't know how long. I don't know how old the Hunger Games are. Yeah, you know, or, or Ender's I think Game. Relatively well, Ender's Game came out in the late '80s. Right. So I mean, there or wasn't mid to late. right, and I was already kind of heavy. Uh, you know, I was already a, like a Into late porn. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was getting late. Um, I was really like, I'm picky about any, any of my entertainment. I'm kind of picky about. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to reading, because you're shouting out like eight bucks back then for uh, a book. Yeah. And you want to, you know, but you do judge that book by a cover. Right. You know, you go, that looks kind of interesting. Flip it over. And it was one of the very few series <laughs> that I kind of liked right away and wanted to get like all of the books. Okay. Because they were all like creepy. It didn't feel, it, it never felt like I was being talked like to as a, I wasn't reading like a, and one day Bobby said this. And next day Tuesday, you know, it was just. They were creepy. They were like like scary stories for teenagers. But it was always about like uh, oh like this week's this not this week but point horror. No, I you know I'm, I'm gonna have to dig around the <laughs> okay. don't you know you'll yeah. be down that well of teen books of the eighties you know horror horror. I would say probably if you if you had to take a shot, it would probably be um, teen horror series. It was, it was of probably the 80s. like it was probably like Babysitter's Club after dark. <laughs> I had the Babysitter's Club. Of course you did. Yeah. And let me guess, you also had the, the Sister of the Traveling Pants, too. No. <laughs> and actually, what's funny is I didn't even read all my um, Babysitter's Club books. There was, like, one that I really liked, and it was about a haunted mansion or something. That was the one I kept reading over and over again. Ended up donating them to Chop or something. All right. Okay, so, you know, forget looking that one up. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be impossible. Oh, Twilight Where Darkness Begins? Flip it around. <laughs> was it a series? Like, yeah, the, it says it's a series. Sorry, it's a real small picture. Uh, flip your glasses up. I think so. <laughs> I think that might be it. Are there other like what are yeah. they, some of the other? Uh, like, me... could you get like a whole like gallery of them? Because I wouldn't be able to spot out the ones I remember reading. Yeah. Uh, they only have two up so you can see pictures. It better. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, here they have the list. Yeah, it, the it was a series of twenty-six books. Um, Deadly Sleep, The Power, The Initiation, Fatal Attraction, Blink of the Mind. Voices, That's it. Voices in the Dark, Play to Live. The first one hit 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 a chord. All right, let me flip it around. Let me see. Let me see the cover. This is Deadly Sleep. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, that might have been like I don't. I it don't... might it might have been a different cover. Yeah, like they might have reissued it. Was the, it. it was the '80s. <laughs> Everything was more neon. <laughs> <laughs> but reading reading horror stories like in the teenager, I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't really a huge Stephen King fan. Uh-huh. But I didn't have like, I don't know, I was more for any like Dungeons and Dragons, like fantasy mm-hmm. stuff it had to be kind of in the comedy vein. Okay. Uh, I, I would, I could never have gone through. I never read Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. as a teenager, mm-hmm. which you know you'd think that because I'm a nerd and a geek that. That should be right up there. Like, did you ever read Lord of the Rings? I read. I read the first time. I read all three books. Actually, all four books. We didn't count the Hobbit because I never read the Hobbit either. I read all four books after I saw the Return of the King in the movie theaters. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna not read those books until after I see all the movies, so that way I can now go back and then say I read them all. Yeah. yeah. And even you know, some people are going, you, you never read, you never read Lord of the Rings. I was like, wasn't my things. I was a Dragonlance fan. Like Dragons of Autumn Twilight, like the, the, the Margaret Weiss and Terry Hickman novels. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. So, so anyway, so 
I'm sitting there reading this, these, you know, these little horror stories. And the, the one that really stuck out to me was, uh, and I'd heard it before, but I completely forgot about it. So this girl, there's a serial killer out on the loose and her family needs to leave her alone. So they, they get a dog and they leave the dog with her. And she keeps hearing this dripping. And what she would do is she's laying in bed and she would just put her hand over the edge of the bed and the dog would lick her hand and, you know, make her feel better. So she keeps hearing this dripping. She goes to the kitchen. There's nothing there. So she's like, all right, whatever. Goes back to bed, puts her hand over the edge of the bed. The dog licks her hand. And she's like, all right, you know. But she, you know, this dripping is driving her nuts. Uh Long story short, she walks into the bathroom and there's the dog, skinned. And written in blood on the back of the shower says, humans can lick too. I kind of vaguely remember that story. Yeah. I like, vaguely remember that story. It was, it was much, much longer, obviously. Well, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and tell the whole thing. But um, So it got me thinking about urban legends because I grew up reading these. I did research on them when I was in college. And like I said, that's kind of the reason I am freaked out about using the bathroom here because I psych <laughs> myself out. Anyway, so I started thinking about what is it about urban legends that does so well to scare us and how how do they become uh so viral mm-hmm. in today, you know, especially in today's age. Like when I was a kid, we would have books like scary sco- st- scary stories to tell in the dark. You know, or they would be passed down from older brothers and sisters and cousins and family like, members. The, like the classic, you know, uh, you're in the camp, you're in a sleepaway camp. And yeah. The guy talks about the guy with the hook hand. Yeah. That escapes from his, and next thing you know, he's got the little wire hanger in, in his sleeves, and he's yeah. like, you have to scrape along the door. And next thing you know, they say he's still out there, and he goes, ah, and all the kid goes, ah. Exactly. Yeah. But now with the internet and the the very unruly nature of the internet, you have th- you have. Things becoming urban legends on their own, and it's kind of hard to tell whether or not they're real. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently in the news, there was a girl who was stabbed 19 times by two of her friends, and these the girls are Slenderman like thing. the whole Slenderman thing. So it got me thinking about the psychology of urban legends and why do these things just kind of take on a life of their own. So I found two articles, one from Psychology Today and one from theconversation.com, which I, I thought was fairly well written. Mm-hmm. Um, so both of them kind of talk about the fact that, okay, number one, urban legends, we always kind of think of the man with the hook and the, you know, the yeah, guy with the meat cleaver the in the right. back seat. Yeah. But in actuality, there are some that are not horrific. Like there's, there's one. A 12-year-old boy visited an aquarium and water park with his parents on a family outing. The boy asks if he can explore the park on his own for 20 minutes, and the parents, wanting to encourage his growing independence, consent. After an hour, the parents become concerned and begin to search for him. After 30 more minutes, he finally shows up drenched from head to toe with water but unharmed. They give him a stern lecture, thank park personnel, and head home. During the drive, they notice a bad smell in the car. Upon arriving home, they send the boy off to bathe. I was, while they I was sit. a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we had Taco Bell on the way home. It's a short story, isn't it? <laughs> uh, upon arriving home, they send the boy off to bathe. Suddenly, they hear loud splashing and strange noises from the bathroom. Upon entering, they find the boyfriend, the boyfriend's, the boy's new friend, a small penguin that he had stowed away in his backpack. So apparently, like that. Okay, so it's, you know that's that's an urban legend, right? The urban know. legends of, or like besides the horrific one, like I, I, another har- urban legend is 
hitchhiker winds up being a ghost. Yeah. Um, someone like, wakes up in a tub of ice with a kidney missing. Yeah, or like... Um, in fact, Lucy plays on that, that urban legend yeah. itself. She wakes up and she's got drugs in her stomach. Yeah. You know, to they, they kidnap people to help smuggle them drugs into the country. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, another one is uh, um, the the woman who brings home the dog that's rabid and turns out to be a rat. Right, yeah. You know? Um, so... You never heard that one? No. That one usually happens more like like New York or Mexico. Yeah. Okay. And actually, I found there's there's a Haitian version, too. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, like, the woman's old, senile, half-blind, and she comes across, and she's been calling this, like, she thinks of the dog, and it's wound up being, like, a giant rat. All right. I mean, not necessarily a giant rat, but the, or a possum of some... Yeah. Some rat-like creature, like the size of well, a chihuahua. I, I've heard in New York that rats can be, but see, humongous, th- right? And also alligators in a sewer, mm-hmm. urban legend. Yeah. yeah, you know, and not true. Right, Sasquatch, urban legend. That's true. Loch Ness monster, urban legend. Yeah, Ed spends his weekend squatching. Right, that's right. You know, I'm uh, on we, those shows on A and E. By the way, the, you can see me <laughs> once in a while. I'm the one running in the suit. The, Megal- <laughs> the Megalodon shark. I'm real. I'm real. So, run if I, all right. Okay. So, okay. So, what did the like? What have these articles say? Like, why? Like, does it does it talk about the modern myth? Because there's a couple of. Yeah, it does get into the modern myth. Uh... There's a couple. Okay, here's like another mm-hmm. urban legend one that makes the rounds of the internet that annoys the fuck out of me. It's it's not necessarily an urban legend. It's when people um, say. Like there's this one, the one that really bothers me is the Brad Pitt one, where he, where Brad Pitt says this letter, and it's how he talks about Angelina Jolie when she was mm-hmm. sick, and it's this whole nice love like, um, Google, go to say, uh, you know what, Snopes.com. Oh yeah, that's that's. Which, by that's, the way, Snopes.com is the shit. I uh, love that website. There is um, kind of along those lines, there is uh, a. Like one of those little memes that's been getting passed around that says, if you're at an ATM and somebody tries to hold you up, I think it's like you put your pin in ba- yeah, backwards it's, it's, or something yeah. and it'll automatically call the cops. Bullshit. And no, it won't. Um, so anytime I see one of those, you know, one of those, hey, do this kind of things, I immediately go to Snopes and look it up. Um, yeah, I wish more people would do that because I can't tell you how many stupid little, oh, well, if you do this or this person said that and then you go, and it's usually, um, it's either it's either a pro thing or a negative thing. I mean, obviously in both ways, but mm-hmm. some people go, oh, well, Obama said this. No, he didn't. Like right. you're Or obviously, maybe he did, but it was, it's, there's or, a larger context right. that you need to, to have. You know, like it's that there's like misquoting people. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? That happens all the time. Like. Somebody doesn't give credit where credit's due in a yeah. quote or something. That, you know, that's overlookable, yeah. especially if you're just an idiot and you don't know who originally said it. Like, I guarantee you have the shit that, say, say, we call it uh, Ben Franklin said. He probably didn't say. Yeah. You well, just add Ben Franklin, it makes it sound legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's one that, that is attributed to Marilyn Monroe that I see because I follow a lot of pinup pages. Um, there's one that's attributed to Marilyn Monroe about. Um, you know, oh, if, you know, if you're size, zero, you know, if you're not a size zero, everybody um, else is ugly, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm like, like, the whole size zero thing didn't become a big issue until like 30 years after she was dead. So, right. No. And it was also one of those things where like people think that uh, they use her and say, well, she was a size. She was a size 16. Right. Which in reality, that was, that was sizing 
back in the 50s, sizing adjusts from time to time, and it's it's called vanity sizing. Okay. So what was 16 then is probably like a two or four <laughs> now. Right, but people know? like to throw that out there saying, well, look, this is how, like, no, you're wrong. But you want to believe that because yeah. it helps push your agenda. Yeah. And I did find the Brad Pitt thing. Oh, I, yeah, I've, okay. I pulled it up. It's basically, I don't know if you've seen this one go around. No, I, I've, I've, heard, I've, I've heard there's a love letter, but I've never read it. It's, never, you know. Really, it, here it is. The claim is actor Brad Pitt authored a secret love, a secret of love about his wife. Here it is, and this is what people have would usually post on Facebook. Uh, it's usually a picture of them looking all sweet and all. And Brad Pitt about his wife, a secret of love. Uh, my wife got sick. She was constantly nervous because of problems at work, personal life, her failures, and problems with children. She has lost 30 pounds and weighed about 90 pounds at, in her 35 years. She got very skinny and was constantly crying. She was not a happy woman. She had suffered from continuing headaches, heart pain, and jammed nerves in her back and ribs. She did not sleep well, falling asleep only in the morning, and got very tired quickly during the day. Our relationship was on the verge of breakup. Her beauty was uh, leaving her somewhere, and she had bags under her eyes. She was poking poking her head um, and stopped taking care of herself. She refused to shoot the films and rejected any role. I lost hope and thought that we'll get divorced soon, but then I decided to act on it. After all, I, after all, I've got the most beautiful woman on the earth. She is the idea of more than half the men and women on earth, which is true. And I was the one allowed to fall asleep next to her and to hug her shoulders. I began to pepper her with flowers, kisses, and compliments. I surprised her and pleased her every minute. I gave her lots of gifts and lived just for her. I spoke in publicity, public only about her. I incorporated all themes in her direction. I praised her in front of her own and our mutual friends, you wouldn't believe, but she blossomed. She became even better than before. She gained weight, was no longer nervous, and she loved me even more than ever. I had no clue that she can love that much. And then I realized one thing. The woman is the reflection of her man, Brad Pitt. Now, people post this and go, oh my God, Brad Pitt is a, he is the perfect man. Yeah. Because he, you know, look how much he cares about Angelina Jolie, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Problem is, it's flat out false. Yeah. Okay? Well, the origins of this particular story that goes around the internet every once in a while, you see, and just go, I, may, I roll my eyes and go, how, this, how fucking stupid we are as a society. Yeah. To not look in. This is the problem with news organizations that they all want to be the first to report the story and yeah. never check on facts. Yeah. The origins is written from a perspective about a man in love for his wife, has widely circulated via social media in the last few years, and is typically attributed to actor Brad Pitt. But Pitt, but Pitt hasn't had a wife for several years now. His five-year marriage to actor, actress Jennifer Addison ended in 2005. And although he's subsequently been involved in a long-term relationship with Angelina Jolie, and the couple announced their engagement in April 2012, they have not yet officially married. So right away, him saying my wife, would it gets thrown out the door. Yeah. I mean, he could, hypothetically, <clears throat> he could call her his wife, you know, in terms yeah. of their relationship, but legally. Right, but most enough, people, yeah. but most people when they read wife, they go, oh, well, they're married. They're married, yeah. Um, we don't yet know the origin, the original author of this bit of romantic fluffery is, was, but this item is making social media rounds long before Brad's pit name became attached to it. And a rep for the actor confirmed for us that he had nothing to do with it. A number of linguistic issues in the piece <laughs> suggest that it was either written by someone who was not a native speaker of English 
or it was imperfectly translated into English from another language. And this was last updated September 25th, 2013. But yet, I guarantee you in like a month, I'll see that pop up again. Yeah. And every once in a while, I have to kind of go to Snopes, copy, paste the link, go, that's beautiful. Too bad he didn't say it. Boop. Like, just just check your facts. Mm -hmm. Like, there was actually one, I kind of fell prey to that too. Not really, not really like um, a viral thing, more of a urban legend. Mm -hmm. It was a video clip of um, a baseball game, Mm -hmm. and there's a foul ball going towards the um, foul post, Mm -hmm. and the ball girl like does like this jump up the wall, spins, jumps off the other wall to catch the ball and land, Mm -hmm. and kind of gives the baseball player like a yeah yeah whatever, and she goes back to her seat. Mm It's a it's it's a it's a clip from a Gatorade commercial. She never huh. made that jump. I mean, and if, and it's so subtle because like when when I was at game night, Mark was like, "Yeah, I know that that's a commercial ad." And I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, it's for Gatorade." And then I remember there's a little bottle of Gatorade sitting next to her on a chair, huh. like, on the ground yeah. by a chair, but you would never think at it because it's like it's so it's, it's so, so good, or it's yeah. like those fake viral like where a guy throws a basketball mm-hmm. from like complete over court, yeah. but yet the ball kind of goes off frame. And then comes back in frame mm-hmm. right over the basket. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know those are just fucking fake. And even the ones where they do show the trial, digitally manipulated. So there's almost like video, mm-hmm. you know, or another one too that went the rounds was the guy in Australia who jumped off the cliff and was swimming. And then mm-hmm. there was a shark oh, yeah, swimming yeah, by yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought that was so real. And everyone was like, it's fake. So fake. Well, there was another one that was similar to it where it looked like there was shark. It was a dolphin. Right. Or, so, or something along those lines. Yeah. But it was, he was never in any danger. So, yeah. So, I mean, like now with, with video <clears> manipulation, <throat> I see the urban legend becoming more of a, a video thing now. Yeah. Because back then, I mean, it was all word of mouth. Right. It was, and the whole, na- you know, now it's like, well, seeing is <clears> believing. Well, right. But now it's, it's still not. not. Right. It's still yeah. not. Like, you need to have, like, ultimate proof going, but even, I was there. And even, like, seeing has never been believing because if you look at photographs, photographs have been manipulated since the second photograph right. was taken. So, I mean, going back to, like, the 19, 1900s up to, like, the 1920s or so, I mean, you know, spectral photography was huge. Right. And because they were so, such long exposures, all they had to do was have somebody walk through the frame yeah. or just kind of walk, stand for a couple seconds, and then go. It wasn't really that hard, and still isn't that hard to manipulate fo- photographs digitally. Right, and that's like, that's the problem. So the article that kind of what did it? What was the topic of the article? Just how they got created, or <clears throat> yeah. So okay, so the one is is called "Urban Legends: Strange, Funny, and Horrible with a Moral." Then the other one is called Why Some Urban Legends Go Viral. Um, So the one from Psychology Today, that's the first one. Basically, they talk about, well, what's the point of these urban legends? And generally, it's it's a tale that it's, they're saying, either strange, funny, or horrible that could have happened. Um, And the details change to fit particular locations and time periods. So you might have the same story getting retold time and time again. And maybe updated. Exactly. So maybe, you know, the the one where the woman's, um, you know, they trace the call and the call's coming from inside the the house, house, you know. Maybe now they're triangulating the cell phone signal and it's coming from inside the house, you know, or within 30 feet. Yeah. So that's, you know, so that's kind of the, um, the, you know, these legends have been around for years and years and years, but 
they just get updated from time to time and then they start making the rounds again um legends of their first of all stories their narratives that have a, a setting plot characters climax and denouement um and they rope us in by weaving a clever and entertaining yarn um so like the, going back to the kidnapped penguin they think it's adorable um there was another um and then this goes into the 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 whole thing with the rat um you know there's the story of of it happening in mexico a woman brings uh you know the quote-unquote dog back from mexico well this one it takes place in florida and they're boating in florida and they see this dog quote-unquote hanging on to a piece of driftwood and they bring it, you know, right. on board and it turns out it's a Haitian rat. Right. Um, so actually, and this was in a couple of the uh, articles that I read, the whole, the Mexican rat, the Haitian rat, the New York rat, you know, it, those stories typically go back to um, a sort of fear of, of illegal immigrants. So really, yeah. So <laughs> because it it ends up being, it ends up being very localized. I no. well, you don't get the con. You don't. No, get I got it exactly. I just don't see how that's like how that just translated from. Uh, well, I think it's the. I think on a psychological level, it's, um, like, it, it's the. I'm gonna say the subtle idea of that. It's always that rat or dog is always from. Outside of the United States. Oh. So when you bring it into it and it turns out to be something vile and disgusting, it's a very thinly veiled, sub, um, like subtle thing that all things out of America are trouble. Yeah. Like they're, they're liars, they're rats, they're snitches, they're okay. dogs. Yeah. Okay. Like they're, the, they're, 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 it's never like, oh, I brought home this gorgeous puppy. It's always some half drowned rat mm -hmm. you know which again would be from like if you or were may or may and they may or may not have rabies like right. some of the t st stories right they have if you rabies. think about it like the, the people in the coast of florida coming across this rat on a raft could easily be translated into a cuban swimming across the, the, yeah. the water to try to get into florida the mexican rat obviously going through the border yeah you know so it's definitely like you know you, there's those like very subtle very subtle. Okay. Kind of like, you know, it's like how they, um, they used to say, like, oh, back in the 50s when they used to do the whole marijuana thing. Or how marijuana is a gateway drug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, or alcoholism is a, you know, like, they try to kind of scare you with, like, subtlety. Yeah. And actually, that that um, kind of go goes back to, like, say, the woman in the back seat. You know, that is a tale about, you know, women needing to be careful, you know, with their surroundings. Right. Um, you know, same thing with the, the you know, the, the caller in the house. Um, so, now, one of the things that they say is that, um, you know, urban legends, of course, serve to entertain, amuse, and pass the time. They're funny, horrifying, or just plain interesting. Um, but then some of them, <clears throat> the... Some of the, quote, the, like, the more disgusting urban legends, how how much they get retold can sometimes depend on how gross the story is. So, um, 
they're saying high disgust stories were most likely to be passed along as compared with either low or medium disgust uh, disgust tales. But do really, they have like an example of those? Story? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I think she's setting us up for this big like ew moment. So that's I, I don't get phased well, by something like that. Well, I mean, basically what they're saying is the more disgusting the tale is, the more likely it's going to get passed on. So, um, ah, okay. well, that I can believe because it's, it's good. What, what's, what story do they go that calls an example? Because I'm wondering if we've ever heard that story or a version of that story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty basic tale. And they, they actually did this. Uh, a small study with 42 Duke University undergraduates. Um, so, for example, in a story about a man finding a dead rat in a soda bottle, the low-discussed version consisted of before he drank anything, he saw there was a dead rat inside. Okay, okay. and then eventually it gets down yeah, to where he drinks then, the whole thing and it's sinking at the bottom? Yeah, so medium-discussed was halfway through drinking it, he saw the dead rat. High-discussed was... He swallowed something lumpy and saw that there were pieces of a dead rat inside. Okay. Yeah. I, I, all right. I so, and, and I've heard variations of that one, too. Yeah. Like, I think we all did. But I think that that one kind of stems from, like, the more disgusting it is. Like, it's like the old joke, the aristocrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the more detailed you get, it, it, you allow, it's like almost like, like I said, because I saw the, the documentary on it. It's like playing jazz in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the most, and let's face it, we do it here. I just did it with the whole um, Exodus movie. Yeah, you know, I painted this whole scene where you can visualize everything and laugh along. And now, when you go see that movie, you might chuckle at inappropriate times because I planted that seed in your head. Right. So I think that that's kind of like the subliminal aspects. Like if you just want to, like, slightly make people go ew. You go, oh, he opens up the can and there is a rat in it. Or it's like the old, like, hey, there's a cockroach in my sandwich kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, uh, yeah, but if you really mm-hmm. want to really get the, uh, like, the fear factor, gross, like, almost someone heaving up, you go, oh, I bit into a cheeseburger and there was maggots in it. Oh, uh, like, I, I think it's all, like, it's the manipulation of fear. And for me, the manipulation of fear is a manipulation of control. Like, the right. more, if someone's scared, they might come to you for solace you know for comfort and for like protection right so it's a way to keep the man down almost you know (laughs) like i mean that kind of mentality of to have you dependent upon me i'm going to fill your head with the most horrific shit possible and the only person that can help help you out of it is me right that kind of a but i think society i mean okay let's face it religion does that to Mm -hmm. no end yeah. You want to go into heaven, you got to do this. If not, you're going to burn in hell for mm-hmm. all eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, cults do that too. Like, you know, uh, I think to a certain degree, news does too. Because, um, you know, like like I said before on the show, um, legalizing gay marriage has become very, the in thing to do. And I'm using air quotes, you know. Mm-hmm. I look at it as like, okay, it should be. But if you ever watch the news, whenever they show a video clip, it's never two gay men. It's always two gay women. Yeah. You know, and I, dad, my dad never noticed that until I said it. And he was like, wow, you're right. Like, it's a formula, it's a form of control going, you know what? We'll accept the females, but we don't, we're not going to show you guys. Yeah. Right. Because that's still too disgusting for TV. The interesting thing, psychology today gets into almost that. <clears throat> the fear factor. <laughs> which goes I'm into, smart. <laughs> so the second thing that urban legends will do is they, they give a moral, they teach a lesson. They, yeah. they, you know, it's some way to impart 
wisdom on yeah like all the fairy tales are that yeah way. or fairy tales or, is, is not even fairy remember. tales um i mean i grew up catholic so like the the parables that jesus would tell same kind of thing right it was it was a story that had a moral to it um or the fables too so um urban legends help us manage our fears or provide a cautionary warning um and they often give voice to a variety of modern fears this is where it gets into the rat thing so the haitian or mexican rat is thought to express fear of illegal immigrants the account of the killer in the back seat articulates a fear of uh dark places and automobiles and vulnerable women being stalked um you know that one so giving voice to these fears making them palpable via story is a way of gaining a sense of control over them and a way of warning a pe- warning people about them so um okay so for example one of the stories that they use is there was a woman who uh was getting married and she only had 2 weeks to you know she realized oh crap I don't have a tan so she starts tanning excessively and um <coughs> when she um after a few, you know, a couple of weeks, she was feeling really ill and she noticed that her body had a foul odor and it wouldn't go away. She went to her doctor. Turns out she was cooking herself and she died a couple of weeks later. Yeah. So, and the, whole moral, the whole moral is don't tan excessively. Right, and the whole like, moral is you sunscreen, you fool. Yeah. Or, you know, fake bake. Um, so, you know, and then there's another one that has a, a, a moral about, um, it, it delivers a warning about promiscuous sex. This guy um, goes to a club and he meets this woman. He goes back. He has sex with her. Is this the one, week. Welcome to a World of AIDS? Yes. That's a classic. AIDS that- Mary or AIDS Harry. There's two different versions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, as a guy, I've always heard the male version where the guy picks up a chick and he brings her back home. She, he goes to her place, which is a hotel. Or mm-hmm. they, they, she doesn't want to wait, so they go to a hotel. And he wakes up the next morning and scribbled on the mirror and lipstick is "Welcome to the World of AIDS." Yeah, you know uh, that kind of a thing. And you're yeah. like, dun dun dun, like wear a condom. Like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of. I mean, again, the fear fear mongering of safe sex. Like, yeah. yeah. Or promiscuous sex that you're not going to be using a condom. Yeah. Right. But, you know. So um, now that that was the first article, the psychology today, and I'll post all these articles on our Facebook page. Um, The second article I found, and this one's more recent. The first one was from 2011, but I think it stays, you know, the information doesn't change that much. This next one was more recent. It's about why some urban legends go viral. Um, And it's, you know, it's kind of like, well, why, why are some getting passed around more? Well, obviously, we already know from the previous article, it's the more disgusting it is, the more right. likely it's, it is to get passed around. Um, so, you know, previously, they were passed on by word of mouth, text messages, chain, you know, chain letters, chain letters. Um, the books that I, you know, like we have growing up, um, movies started getting made from it. Candyman, perfect example. That movie scared the ever living fuck out of me when I saw it. I think I was like ten when it when I saw it. I would not look in a mirror for weeks after that. <laughs> I mean it's yeah. okay to look into a mirror. You just don't say Candyman five times. But it I seems was, that seems to be like a real easy one to avoid. No no yeah. no but here's the th- okay. Ten year old mine at work, okay? I was scared that if I looked in the mirror, I would think don't say Candyman. And then I would start, you know, like I would say it in my mind and that would be enough. So, I think, <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> I mean, I could say Beetlejuice three times right now, and he's not going to appear. Another urban legend. I, <laughs> I know, but when I was 10, it freaked the hell out of me, and I started getting scared. <sighs> Again, do you understand now I mean, why I'm scared of using that bathroom? I mean, well, well, I mean, if you think about it, almost any horror movie of the last, you know, 40 years is probably based on an urban legend, or at least mm-hmm. has spawned one. I mean, Jason is basically, oh, the whole, you know, camper in the woods, yeah. you know, yeah. the killing of this, you know... The, what do you call Freddy it? Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is based on like a dream or mixed well, with no, reality. It's, it's actually, uh, I saw this, it's a story based off of peop, uh, kids dying well, yeah, in, it's, it's, in, in, like during their sleep. And yeah. they, it was unexplained. I think it was like in, in Japan or something. Well, yeah, far, Wes Craven, far. and if you watch that whole documentary yeah. about how it came, yeah, I mean, he kind of like put that, but again, they were dying, but it's still like why, what caused them. But in a way, you can, if you're pooping your dreams, you poop for real. You know, kind of, <laughs> kind of things. You know, no! <laughs> so I mean, so the yeah, but Michael Myers, mm-hmm. Freddy, Jason, there's still that. And then that. There, there was, you know, there was an urban legends, um, like film series, and yeah, like, I guess it didn't do that well. Well, the first one they did, I think three. I yeah. think and they were good for the and time. Even, um, uh, what's the other one? Um. Final Destination touched on it a little bit. Right. The urban legends. So Yeah, I mean, like, you can never outrun death. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so this article, and like I said, this is actually just from a few weeks ago, um, the one from The Conversation. Um, There are, like, more urban legends that are are coming about, and not only that, but some of them are having real-life consequences. Um, So there was one... There, um, it was a Chinese doctor in Doncaster, um, which I believe is in England, um, recently faced bankruptcy after a local urban legend spread that a customer had choked on a microchip from a retired racing greyhound cooked up in a dish. Okay. I don't know how that works. I I mean, okay, but but, uh, let's be honest. The only one that really, I would say that the only urban legend that mm -hmm. actually has any kind of an impact today Mm -hmm. is the Slenderman one. Yes, and actually, I I have the article, the wiki article pulled up about Slenderman. Um, So there's a couple things that they're saying will cause the modern day urban legends to go viral. Number one, simple biases. Um, The first suggests that we we evolve to notice and remember information about our environment that is important to our survival. so to examine how cognitive biases might influence uh, urban legends, you know, how they're passed on from one person to another, the study that they did used a design that was sort of, they call it Chinese whispers. I'm guessing it's it's, it's actually whisper down the lane. Yeah, it's their um, version. Yeah. So by the time the information reaches the last kid, you know, I may have said, you know, this per- this crayon is purple, and by the time it gets to the end, it's... Yeah, we've all the- played that as a yeah. kid. and even... Um, we actually did that in school a couple times, or where we sat around in a circle, yeah. and I, you know, we had a phrase, and then you'd read that phrase, and, and whisper to the next person, no, whisper it, and then just to yeah. see how it changed. And most of the time, it was, even though I heard perfectly what it was... Mm-hmm. I change it because I want to. Yeah. Because I want to see if what I say, what kind of effect I have said. Mm-hmm. It's also the and modern I- myth of, hey, my parents are trying to teach me a lesson, like my picture, to see how viral it can go. Yeah. yeah it's and then they, people people start photoshopping it and yeah yeah well and I, there was a um 
uh, in Johnny Dangerously. They did a whole gag about Whisper Down the Line. Yeah. You know, and it gets to the end and he knows the message. He's like, that's not, you know, the right. guy next to him's like, that's not what I said. He's like, yeah, I know this grapevine. Yeah. I mean, so. So, you know, it, it, it basically, you know, if I say to you, the crayon is purple, you know, and you, you change it and, you know, or, well, yeah, or even well, if you say it exactly the same, the way Ed interpret it, interprets it may not necessarily be how I intended it. Okay, so that's Same the thing first. With take, yeah, so that's the first thing. Um, so the second thing is that people matter more than the environment. So the study... Sh- um, well, it's the me, me, me version. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's me, it's the... What I have to say is way more important than what actually happens. Yeah. Like, it's how it affected me is the thing you should be focusing on. Well, and it's, but that kind of goes to the whole, you know, it's, it may be the same story, but maybe the location changes and like, yeah, you make it more personal. change, exactly, but the moral and the core of the story is yeah, still there. Sure. Um, so it supports the theory that human intelligence and memory primarily evolved to deal with the challenges of living in large social groups with complex relationships rather than dealing with with challenges posed by the environment. Okay. So, um, so they're saying that's kind of, those are the two things that determine whether or not a story goes viral. Well, how universal is it and how are people affected it's by It's like, it? okay, well, again, it's one of these things where if I heard, let's say somebody said something, I was in visiting California. Yeah. And there was an urban legend about something happened in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to, I could come home, tell that exact same story, except change it to New York. Mm-hmm. Or Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and it would still have the same kind of viral impact because it's it's local. Oh my God! It, it could happen. It happened right in our backyard. Yeah, right. like it becomes more of a personal thing. Going, I might be in danger by this. <laughs> Holy mackerel! I have to tell everybody. Do you know? And then blah 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 blah. Now stuff like the Slenderman thing. You know, I don't know how much Ed, you know about the Slenderman. Yeah, Man. well, they do. People take photographs, and all of a sudden they notice a Slenderman. Somewhere in the picture, right. like in a distance or through a window or something that it's like, you know, like off. Like, I know there was one where it looks like a wood cabin type of thing and there's a loft. And the Slender Man is standing on the wood, like on the, on the loft. Yeah, right and there. apparently the the big thing is these two teenage girls killed their friend that's supposed to invoke him. Mm-hmm. So which I have... I, I'm going to say right now, fucking stupid kids. Yeah. I mean, that obviously is something more wrong. Like... Mm-hmm. Everyone, like, you know, like, I could push you up in front and go, come on, say Candyman five times in a mirror. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Do it, do it, do it. I wouldn't kill you because of it. Yeah. Like, there's, I mean... there's an understanding that <clears throat> it may be scary, it may be terrifying, but it's not real. It's there a... is a clear delineation between, like, I, okay, again, going back to my irrational fear of this bathroom in here. <laughs> that's, that's what I was just thinking. We, next time she goes to the bathroom, we're going to run behind her. <laughs> Slam the door and just go, get him, get him, and fast, and I close the door, and he was screaming. See, now the worst part about it, though, is if we opened the door and she was dead, you know how much shit we would be in? (laughs) How would we explain that? Like, like, especially at a police station. And my mother, fuck the police, my mother is going to kick your asses. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. We said, Candyman man, five times. No one would buy that story. They're like, come on, guys, you fucking no way. Candyman came. And you're like, you and I are now in an asylum going, honest to God. We'd be holding, you know, we would have interns holding mics while our arms were in straight jackets go, yeah, this week in Geeksters, live from the asylum, it's Geeksters. <laughs> but that's the thing, I know. Everybody would know us. We'd be famous. 
We'd be infamous. <laughs> that's I'm... more than famous. But that's the thing. I know, logically famous. speaking, I know Candyman doesn't exist. I know that there's not going to be fucking zombies <laughs> in the women's room. I right. know this. But you end up psyching yourself out about it. Like, sure. We... We played Bloody Mary all the time when I was in high school. Yeah. Like, and we played with the Ouija board. Like, we did all that shit. My mom you know? would never allow a Ouija board in the house. We had, I, I still have mine somewhere. My, I think I threw mine out. Like, I had, when I had an apartment, I got one mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles because I wanted my mom to come over. I'd be like, look, mom, I got a Ouija board. Yeah. She'd be like, why? I'm like, mom, it has Parker Brothers written on the box. How serious do you think? If we were going to be invaded by spirits, do you really think a toy company would be behind it? Well, we, like, <laughs> well here's the thing. When I was, when is, I was in high it school... It is the Parker Brothers. <laughs> it's the Parker Brothers. Boo! Parker, there's spirits in every board. When yeah. I, when all I, I kept spelling was penis. That's, that's all I got. Whatever I got. No matter what question he asked, his answer was penis. And he was playing by himself. Yeah. <laughs> You should bring that over now. The answer is always going to be dick fingers. <laughs> dick fingers, yeah. Dick fingers always wins. That's when you play cards against humanity. Whoever has dick fingers always wins. <laughs> Nothing beats dick fingers. Except super dick fingers. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, you know, the craft came out when I was in high school. Me and my friends were fucking obsessed with that movie. Of course it was. It was the 90s. Everyone was into it. We played. All the goth chicks and we witchcraft. Did, we totally did that. We, I remember one night sleeping over, I think it was my friend Colleen's house. We did Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. Right. We didn't lift shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. Favorite girlfriends are like in traction right now. <laughs> yeah. She's never woken up. <laughs> She's still sleeping. She's been in an 18-year coma. She's still stiff as a board. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) She's stiff as a board. (laughs) She's got a lot thinner, though. (laughs) But anyway, so... Yeah, now she's light as a feather. 20 years have gone by, and she's basically a skeleton, but she's stiff as a board. Yet light as a feather. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in my opinion, anyway... I, I feel like Slenderman is probably one of the few urban legends we kind of know the origins. <coughs> um, so, uh, Actually, this, now don't they have a website, the Slenderman website? Maybe yeah. there is. Maybe. I, I, I want to be surprised because I did read. Look, here's the weird thing: is being a fan of Supernatural, they actually kind of did an article, a, an episode about Slenderman, like the ghost hunters yeah. were chasing after Slenderman or a Slenderman type thing. Yeah. And it wound up being that one guy did it to keep his other friend in the ghost hunting business. Huh. So it was very, like, very kind of, like, meta. Yeah. What? Do you remember seeing that episode? Yes, it yeah. was uh, Supernatural, right? Yeah, Supernatural. Yeah. It was this, this past season. Yeah. Um, so, which is always funny. It's whenever I see the Slenderman stuff, I automatically think of the Supernatural episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going, Dan, Stan, Sam and Dean would not put up with this shit. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, the idea that the Slenderman, like, they actually, I, I was able to kind of... I wish I knew that we were going to talk about this. I would have had the website already up mm-hmm. and say, go here because this is where the origin came from. And, yeah, and I, even they've actually given out like statements saying, Slenderman's fucking made up. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was, it was it's a, all Photoshop. It's all Photoshop. It we have, yeah. we run contests to do this. We've, we, we you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, and like, so here, here's the origin. Um, Slenderman was created on a thread in the Something Awful Internet Forum begun yeah. on June 8th, 2009, with the goal of editing photographs to contain supernatural entities. In other words, kids, they're fucking fake. If you think they're real, go talk to your parents, because obviously you're a fucking moron. Sorry. 
No, I'm not. Anyway, (laughs) it's just this whole thing about, you know, well, we were doing it to be, you know, shut up. It's too, well, okay, this whole thing comes out, like, I think they're the only two linked to the Slime Man, or have there been others? There's one other that is is loosely related. This is the problem that I have with our society on a a bigger scale, Mm -hmm. because we're using urban legends, Mm -hmm. but I can use school shootings just the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, back in Columbine, you had... Two guys shoot up the school, mm-hmm. kill a bunch of students, and the one thing, the reason, one of the reasons why they wanted to do it, fame. Mm-hmm. The moment you mentioned, the one thing you should never do is promote that activity because all it does is pr- produce copycats. Mm-hmm. But like, it, you know, that's. But that's, they, were, they were looking for any, because I, I remember that right. Any, they were looking for any fucking reason. They were blaming. Video games. They were blaming music. They were blaming Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson would fall in the music category. Just... No, but specifically, specifically <laughs> they were blaming that. But that goes back to the news just grabbing everything with mm-hmm. not fact checking because when the facts exactly. came out, they never even listened to Manson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't, they, like, they, this was something that they wanted to do. Be, why? To become famous. Yeah. And it was like all, they, all the news did was perpetuate that now. M- you know, fame mongering of a killer, mm-hmm. like, and that caused the Virginia Tech massacre, mm-hmm. which in turn did the Columbine massacre, which did the Aurora massacre, mm-hmm. and in front of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, like all the all you're doing is perpetuating somebody going. I think I can get a better body count. Yeah. I think I can do better than these guys. Yeah. And the reason why they're doing it is because you're giving them the access. Going, if you kill enough bodies. You're going to become famous. Mm. You you won't be a footnote in society, and that's why I think like the Slender Man kind of plays on that like on a very much more smaller scale because mm-hmm. now those two girls killed their best friend, which now it became internet, you know, savvy. It's like it blew up on the internet. What happens now? Somebody wants to go. Oh, I by can the do way, that the girl did survive. Okay, well, good. Yeah, you know, so. but there's somebody out there going. You know what? I think I could do better. Yeah. You know, or that guy who did the shooting, you know, he said because he dumped what? I'm, I'm figuring out how you could do better. Well, I mean, instead of, if you want to, like, you know, let's say I'm killing in the name of Slenderman. Yeah. One person didn't work. I bet uh, I could do two people. Okay, okay. What if I go into a store and I shoot, I stab everybody, whatever the ritual is for the Slenderman. It'd be like, like you and I shoving Erica into the bathroom going, Kenny man, Kenny man, you know, that whole yeah. thing. And then he shows up and she gets killed. You know what? Maybe it didn't work because he never showed up. Let's throw two bodies in there. Yeah. You know, like that kind of a thing. Like it, it becomes this. Maybe he needs a virgin. It becomes this one upmanship. Exactly. I'm going to survive. All right. You know, it becomes this this, this non-competitive one-upmanship of, okay, well, you know what? That girl, it, those two did it wrong because... They should have stabbed her. They should have made sure she was dead. So now somebody goes, I think I can do better. I'm going to kill somebody. And then somebody's yeah. going to go, no, this person needs to be an adult. Or, you know, it becomes this right. next thing. And no, you guys are doing it. It does have to be a virgin. And we're 13 and we know we're not virgins. So I'm going to kill my baby sister. Like, you know, or my yeah. baby brother. Yeah. Like, it becomes that that warp and that urban legend because everyone wants to become famous. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants their 15 minutes, even us. You know, we want to do it more long way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I that's where I kind of blame the news in a way by by jumping mm-hmm. on and and perpetuating that fear mongering of saying like every every winter storm mm-hmm. is storm again. Well, even a, a more local um, example is 
the guy in Mayfair who was slashing tires. Yes. You know, it was like every night, you know, they're they're on, oh, six more cars, you know, this many more cars, blah, blah, blah. And it was going on for weeks and weeks. Uh-huh. And the guy's on TV going, if I catch him, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out it was him. Yeah, he wound up being, he was the head of the... Um... He worked for a tire store. We worked for a tire store, and yeah. he was also the one leading the charge against the finest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, it turns out to be him. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh my God, what a twisted. I bet in five years, you're going to have a movie based on this guy. Because it's the ultimate. <laughs> the tire it's, slash. It's going to be the, that twist ending where the guy's like, I was doing it all. I was the killer all along. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what they always say, like, like when, when people are really interested in the case, you say, like, you know, family member yours gets murdered every day. You're you're at the police station. Mm-hmm. How can I help? What do you need from me? You know right. that kind of thing. Like like trying to be involved. They they tend to think of you more as maybe you're a suspect because you want right. to be so close to the case that right. you want to be leading well, the charge. Say, they say that about arsons. You know, people who mm-hmm. do arsons are usually out there watching that fire. You know, because that's that that's the. The attraction of being an arsonist. They want to see their work. Serial killers, they say, are kind of in the area. Yeah. Like, you know, because they it's that 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 desire to become famous or infamous, you know. Right. Where I want my name in the paper. I want everyone to remember my name. Because let's face it, everyone knows who Charlie Manson is. Everyone knows mm-hmm. who Ed Gain is. You know, there's there's all those other s- serial killers out there. Um Lucky for me, I don't remember the kid guys from Columbine, you know, yeah. because I purposely didn't want to watch any of that news because I didn't want my life to have to be. Now, people, some people go, well, you're being naive because what happens if that happens in your school? Well, you know what? It probably wouldn't have happened in my, it's going to happen in my school regardless of how much information there is or there isn't. Right. You know, if a person decides to snap, they're going to snap. All you're doing is giving them an outlet to go, I know how to express myself in a way, in a manner where it will get the attention I deserve. Right. Make national news. Yeah, if I can become national news and I become a, a household name, then I've achieved my goal of you know what I wanted to accomplish because no one wants to pay attention to me. Therefore, I'm going to do something to call attention upon myself. You know, by shooting up a school, now the news are, oh my God, why'd he do it? Why'd he do it? Because a girl broke up with me. You know, like... <laughs> Come on, like, but I, but I, but I blame part of that for the pussification of our country. Like, and what I mean by can you, can you expand on that? I'll expand on that by saying, like, I, I posted an article on my Facebook page about how you coddle your sports kids. You know, there's they don't learn the comp, mm-hmm. they don't learn about competition, they don't learn about winning or losing. It's everyone shows up, everybody wins. Where you get you, it's almost getting the you award. You get a medal for for yeah. Just, you get a medal for up. just showing up. And how does that teach anybody anything? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, okay, you know what? There's that that debate. Well, they all learn how to get along. No, you know what? You can, but you can learn teamwork without necessarily getting a trophy at the right. end of the day. Well, we don't want the kids to feel bad because they struck out. You know what? Then that then they need to fucking try harder or practice. How yeah. how are kids going to learn the positive? You know the positive feedback of practicing right. or challenging yourself to do better. Mm-hmm. If all you do is get an award for just showing up, fuck. They give the best. I mean, you know, they gave out the best attendance award in school. All you had to do was fucking show up. You could have been an E student, like a failing student, but if you showed I got up every that day, award every year, yeah. What I'm saying, <laughs> but if you showed up, it was like 
you know what? Here you go. Here's an award for just showing up. And I don't even think I have any of them anymore. <laughs> did, you, did you say E student? E student, because I, you know, like, you know, A, B, C, D, and A. That was really E, you know. We didn't have, I didn't have Fs. What do you mean? What's so funny? That I went back, I've never back. heard of an E student. You never heard of an E student? No. I've heard of A, B, and C, and F. That was e, no, no, we, we, e for effort. No, no. We actually, in, in, when I was in elementary school, was A, B, C, D. If if you got to fail, you were repeating the next grade. Oh. Yeah. And E still, you know, because passing was a D. So they kind of, again, it was that that low expectations look. You got an E, all you got to do is get a D and you'll pass. Right. Like, come on, kid. You know, you can, but if you say, like, it's easier to go one one letter than two letters. <laughs> you know, it was like that mountain of a molehill, like mountain of molehill kind of thing. It's six of one, head, head. You're still a stupid idiot. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> But I'm saying, but like, EF, don't matter. You're dumb. Right, you're an Move idiot. On. But the problem is, is these kids now grow up to become adults and they don't know, they they bitch when they don't get the promotion, you know, or they don't understand, well, I don't, I do shit work. How come I'm not getting paid more? When little Johnny over here who studies or who's, who went to school and who's a, a good employee gets <clears throat> the raise, gets the promotion because yeah. he actually tries. He, he excels at his work. He doesn't just show up. Yeah. Right. You know. The funny thing is, is I know people in their 40s who are exactly like that, but I feel like it's getting worse. It is because, you know, I, I, because I, I blame yeah. the way we treat kids. Like, it's that whole, no, no, it's okay, Johnny. It doesn't matter. Like, I know people who have been on baseball teams, like, have had kids on baseball teams, that their kid wasn't allowed to play because they were too good. Uh-huh. It's like, what the fuck? Like, well, I, my, my wife sees... My nephew, he uh, he's a ball player, and he's on several <clears throat> teams, and that's the thing. Like, there's a team like his level. Like, he's he, like he, he plays. They travel. They they do all this stuff. Right. And he's a good player. He's a very good baseball player. But he plays on teams that they s- spread those people out because they're players that are just filling the roster for the for the. They're season. taking them space because mom and dad go. You know what? You need to play baseball and make a man out of you. But then they're in a team where it's just like, oh, well, little Johnny just showed up, so that's good enough for us, right? You know, you know, kind of thing. So, so when you watch those games, you can tell who the pro ballers are that they're not the pro, kids who are natural athletes the and the ones who are struggling, and it or really, the ones who are trained pro. Really well. I don't see them are, are, are natural athletes. Well, I was gonna say a kid because you kinda... can really train somebody if you if you, if you start at early enough age, you could train somebody into a sport. Yeah, but as long I, as they like it. But I kind of look at it as like little league is kind of like a kid picking up a baseball and pitching it or hitting it. More of a net. There, there is somewhat of a natural talent. Right. If you want to be better or want to make a career out of it, that's where you get the practicing. Right. But like, I think every kid knows how to hit a baseball. Yeah. At some point in time. Yeah. Whether they're good at it or not, it's a different story. Right. But some might take a little bit more effort than others. Like yeah. some, there's like an, I think a natural ability to do it. But the problem is that your nephew, who's really good at it, gets hindered because he's now he he can't excel in something he's good at. Well, no, no, he, that's the thing though. He he plays both teams because it's more practice. That's how that's how they're they're doing it. Is <clears> they have this, these leagues that you play in just because it gives you more play, play time than what you would do in the professional Right, but, but is there a score? Yes. Is there a winner and loser? Yes. Okay, so you are not... You're the, your nephew is the exception to the rule. Exactly. Okay. But when he was in, like, peewee league, yeah, it ended in a tie every time, no matter what. Right. You know, I kept scoring, like, you know, like it wasn't even close. Yeah, you guys got your ass handed to you. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Practice, kid. Yeah. You know. But, like, like when he was a little kid, that was a, that was a thing, was just to, to show, like, 
team and shit. But then once they got past the Pee Wee League into the minor era, uh, JV League, like right. the 13, 14, 15. Exactly. The teenage years. Right. Well, he's still, he still hasn't hit the teenage years yet, but he's getting close. But that's the thing. Like, he can play at a teenage level. Right. Because he's practicing every day. They, they have a clinic that he goes to in the, in the wintertime. But again, nephew's the exception to the rule. Exactly. If little Stevie down the street, his parents put him in the Little League because they don't like his company. And they get the, he gets to kill two hours on a field and mommy and daddy get to do shopping, mm-hmm. whatever they want to do. Or, you're doing good, Stevie, go! Yeah. Just because they don't want him in the house for two hours. Right. You know, and he, he sucks at it because they don't take him anywhere to practice. He, but he, everyone gets a, hey, Stevie struck out. That's okay, Stevie. You're part of a team. Yeah. Like, no, you know what? Fuck you. Start pulling your weight. Practice. Right. Yeah. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna appreciate the value of you know, if you don't at first you don't succeed, keep going at right. it. Practice, right. practice. Or just practice. find something else. When I was a kid, you know, I played <clears throat> my grandfather decided that I, I I needed to learn athletics. I'm about as le- athletic as a dead cockroach. I'm just not. I'm lucky I can run, and that's only because all I have to do is concentrate on one foot in front of the other. Not that hard. Right. But the more I can run. Pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never win any medals, you know. Right. But you know, I, I, and it's funny because I kind of got a little, um, a little sensitive about the whole, you know, everybody gets a medal for running the Broad Street thing. But I was like, you know what? I fucking earned that. I ran 10 miles. That's different. You ran 10 miles. That, like, it, yeah, it, I'd, show I'd, up it would be, exactly, it would like, be different if you and I went and you ran all 10 miles and I ran 50 feet just to get the medal. Yeah. That, to, but again, it's like that you would look at me going, but that fucker didn't do anything. He didn't run 10 miles. Yeah. And I personally wouldn't feel like I accomplished something like, hey, I'm going to be in the bar at the marathon <laughs> this year. <laughs> run three blocks and then oh, I got to quit. But I ran in that marathon. Yeah. Aren't I fucking awesome? Like four, yeah. four years ago, I was supposed to run a half marathon and I ended up with kidney stones. So I wasn't <laughs> able to run it right. because I was, t- I was, my doctor told me I wasn't allowed to train until the stents came out. And so you know, I paid my money and I'm sitting there going, I want my fucking medal, you know, but I didn't, I didn't even try to claim it. Cause I was like, I didn't run it. And, you know, right. that, I that, paid for the medal, but, but that's us know. as an adult, because we, I think, cause we're in that age where we kind of realize, you know what? We didn't do it. It's okay. to It's, we learned it's okay to fail. Yeah. You know, just because what? you're bad in one thing doesn't mean you're going to be horrible in everything. Exactly. Right. And this year I'm running it again. Or well, I, I should say I'm running it for the first time. Like it's me going back to finish what I started four years ago. You know, so so I just think, like I said, with today with urban to go back to the urban legends yeah. thing mm-hmm. is that I think that more more of those urban legends become more viral because we were raising stupid kids. <laughs> I, and I, it's I, it's I, I feel like the, or, or, or just, just stupid between, adults. Yeah. Well, the line between fantasy and reality is getting blurred, and so we need websites like Snopes to go in and say, "Hey, dumbasses!" Or to put no. a, to put a final pin in this, the the total urban legend of not getting your kids vaccinated. Yeah. Yes. You know that fucking pisses. All right, I'm going to rant for a second. That fucking pisses me off to no end. The reason being, I am. I am deathly, literally deathly allergic. Because she wouldn't let me say it, because I might have said what she's going to say. But go ahead. I am very <laughs> allergic to pertussis vaccine. Okay, I cannot, I cannot have it. I had it twice when I was a kid. I had seizures both times, and the second one, 
ended up causing, um, I had seizures all through my childhood as a result of this allergic reaction that I had to right. one vaccine. One. One. So as an adult, I can't get vaccinated for pertussis. So I have to rely on what's called herd immunity to ensure that I don't get sick. I've had pertussis like three times. It fucking sucks. Because I end up basically having to be quarantined away from everybody. Right. You know, I mean, I still go out and stuff, but like I need to be away from people. And I had people bring their kids by one day and I'm like, you cannot come in here at all because I didn't know if the kids were vaccinated. And it's getting so for me, it's getting to the point where I I don't want <coughs> to end up with pertussis again. It sucks. It fucking sucks. I'm starting to ask people, do your have your kids had their vaccines? And if they haven't, I don't want them anywhere near me. Well, that's becoming a, more and more of a trend now because they're saying that this big, uh, basically, to kind of sum it up, um, doctors said that um, immunization of kids is what's causing autism. Uh-huh. Find out years and years later, he basically doctored those tests. And the tests weren't really that full. And he actually got, it got recounted. It got taken out yeah. of the medical journal. And he, the, the studies had gotten paid for by um, lawyers groups, I think. Right. So, you get a famous person, hence Jenny McCarthy, who child has autism, saying that her kid got autism because she her kid was vaccinated. Don't get your kids vaccinated. Now here it comes out as a fact that is not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet she still touts not to get your kid vaccinated. Right. And there's people out there. Well, who, now she's she's gone back and said no. I never actually said well, that. Well, yeah, but yet I've seen, you know, She's there's pictures of her at, in in actual, like, you know, rallies. Yeah. And they said that there has been a recent, re, real recent outbreak of measles mm-hmm. on the West Coast that was traced back to patient zero was a kid who never was immunized, as who never vaccinated for it as a child. So, and, and it killed a bunch of people. Yeah. So it's like, you, you like, there is an urban myth right there that kind of like, well, if you get your kids vaccinated, there's a chance of getting autism. It's not true, but people still want to believe that. There, it's the you know I call it the stupid factor. Yeah, like you know you want to give your kid every available like advantage in this world. To, you know, why are you denying that than that? You know, because of your inconvenience of raising it, being afraid of raising a kid with autism. Here's an idea: don't have kids. Well, I mean, if you're going to have kids, you don't know. But I'm yeah. saying is like that whole. Like the idea of sorry, I because, am the most cynical fucking bitch. Going. Yeah, but the, really the point is, is that your own selfishness denies you giving your kid a little extra love if they need special if they need special care. Right. Fuck you for being an, a, a dick of a parent because I don't want my kids immunized because it might be an inconvenience to me. Again, going back there again, if you're that much afraid of an inconvenience of kill children, don't have kids, but. The idea is that we all want to, you know, as the Bible says, be fruitful, multiply. You know, but, eh, whatever. So, um, wait, so we take a break. Sounds good. A quick break. We come back with the releases so we can get some other news. Sounds brilliant. All right. Woo-woo. So we'll be right back, kids. And we're back. Apparently, Ed woke up late <laughs> and didn't have his morning coffee. At, <laughs> judging by his little bit of airheadishness there at the end of... <laughs> The intro. Well, I'm a blonde, so <laughs> you can excuse that. It's one of those, like, you kind of walk in, like, oh, man, how you doing? Let me clock in. So, hey, man, that was a good one. I'm going to go have my coffee. 
I'm not back. I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, what kind of work we got to do? Sorry I'm late. Overslept, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, part two. Now, for part three, we go into new releases, which we usually do in part two. But because it went a little long, I was like, hey, let's do it in part three. Right? Yeah. Where we do releases of the week. And... um. I discuss my online gaming experience, pretty much yeah. experience because of the beta code with uh, Destiny. Yes. For those people out there who are fans of Destiny haven't gotten the the um the, to play the beta yet, just uh well you have to listen to part three because I got a little something for you. There you go. Three people living in America, at least. Sorry, everybody else around the world. I, I, nothing I can do about that, but you know, you can still be my friend. Yeah. And we can still party when it comes out around the world. So there we'll talk go. about that in part part three. But yeah. until then, we'll uh, if you want to contact Ed on anything, you can talk, contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. And don't forget to listen to us live on Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on aquanetradio.com. Tune in iHeartRadio or iTunes Radio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And while you're there, check the About page to find out where you can download or listen to us locally. Or you can also follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters. And don't forget to hit our webpage at, well, at www.wordswithgeeks.com. Actually, let's do it the old school. HTTP forward slash forward slash... Um, is there colon, a colon in it? Yeah. W- wordswithgeeks.com. That's it. That's it. Well, some people throw like an extra forward slash in there. Did you do that? It would work. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you in part three. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That oh, was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, Boo. Boo.